Do we want to touch on the Iran thing at all? I know Brandon mentioned it, and Nat seemed interested in talking about it as well. So, oh yeah, oh yeah, definitely. It almost seems outdated. Like I think it's worth mentioning, but it also just feels yeah. like a handful of "I told you so's." Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. I definitely would like to mention because we, I think last time we wanted to talk about the fifteen thousand prisoners and be like, we don't know what's going on. We assume this is bullshit, and now we're like, yeah, that was definitely bullshit. So we could do that if you want. Yeah, I mean, it's also always worth mentioning because people don't see the retraction and things like that, which is kind of the whole fucking point of what they do here, right? They put these articles yeah. out and then quietly release real retraction i mean this one got a lot of attention but again it got attention in our fucking you know media circles right and i told the guys on the other show this too so this is not news to bryant but like i even came across a couple of there were a handful of accounts that reposted the iran shit that i like previous to that had thought had pretty good takes everybody fucks up whatever they came through afterwards and were like okay we fucked up that wasn't real like we apologize for blah blah and i'm like shit yeah like that's the correct thing to do. You admit that you're wrong and you move on. And then like they followed it up with, but Iran is still a bunch of monsters and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, God damn, you doubled down immediately after you apologized. That is, yeah, that's how you do it. I didn't post anything about it because I mm -hmm. wasn't actively keeping up with it to the point where I could form an opinion and I'm not just going to shoot from the fucking hip. Yeah. yeah. I One didn't post my... anything. Oh. No, you go on. I was just going to say, I didn't post anything because unlike Newsweek, I don't like to say something that I can't back up with facts. For real. One of my biggest regrets from the first season is like a throwaway line where I said, like, I'm no apologist for Iran, but, and then I proceeded to like, you know, talk about all the dumb shit we've done to Iran and all that. And now I'm like, you know what? I am an apologist for Iran. They've been totally fucked by us, like for so long, and they're dealing with it like the way that they know how. I'm not going to decry them or promote them. I don't know anything about them other than what our media and our government has told us, and that's not proving to be very accurate. I just learned mm. that they have near universal universal health care, and all of their industry is at least sixty percent state owned. Oh yeah, and I think the real reason why the u.s is messing with iran i mean besides being embarrassed in the 70s is that they control the straits of hormuz i think is how it's pronounced uh so they control a major shipping lane um that uh the u.s would rather they didn't not yeah. to mention all of their material support for the like resistance or i'm sorry terrorist groups in in the middle east yeah i mean I hope you guys are, even... um, oh god i hope you guys are cool with repeating all of that <laughs> uh, the actual bot here because uh oh i thought we were recording <laughs> right no no i was just letting these guys kind of roll i was gonna say hi Brian, right. at some point how's it going how's uh, it going <laughs> so let me let me start the actual recording and then i actually didn't bring anything like i literally just thought of some things at 725 when i was putting this comment in here and uh so Walk i really it. am just gonna like what's that i said fuck it well yeah i'm gonna yeah. I'm, just, I'm just letting you guys know ahead of time i'm going to rely on you guys to like bring some takes or whatever and then so i was going to ask in that way if uh brandon do you mind if i hand it over to you just start talking about iran and then you guys can just do everything you just fucking did i'm just going to tee it up in case i have to go to the bathroom or something i've been drinking so. <laughs> we'll do it live Fuck it. do it live I, i'll write it and we'll do it live fucking thing sucks all right it's left over this week got myself mikey him and Warty him from the Turn Lefts podcast. We got Brandon him and Brian him from the Cars and Comrades podcast. We got Nick him from the Intervention podcast. We got Nat him from the Collective Action Comics podcast. 
Yeah, that's everybody, right? It's funny how, how quick that turned into a packed house. We thought nobody was going to show up. <laughs> I but, thought more uh, people were going to show up. I, I forgot about this until Brandon reminded me like 10 minutes ago. So, <laughs> Well, you guys also just got done recording yourselves, right? I can't believe y'all aren't totally burned out. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, that being said, before you do get burned out, Brandon, let me hand it to you first of all, and we can talk about Iran because we wanted to talk about it last week, but we uh, just didn't get to it. And I think we wanted just to talk about the 15,000 prisoners that were sentenced to death. Apparently, it was like this headline that made the news. and was, of course, the topic of big infographics and everything. Uh, definitely went viral among all the Radlibs, who have since now taken down that post because that was bullshit. <laughs> and I don't know if we mentioned on the last episode, I can't remember if we got it on there or not, but it was probably in the pre-recording, and it's going to sound like it's like it's fake for me to even say it. But like we were just saying, we don't know anything about it, but our suspicion is it's probably bullshit because it just sounds sensational you know what i mean it sounds like some fake news but uh brandon if you want to just take it and talk about it for a bit okay so if anyone came across that before me i apologize for lying but like i remember seeing the very first person post it and i threw it up in the group chat for this show immediately like does anyone because this does not seem real like on its face this single headline does not seem real and we didn't talk about it on the show last week because uh, we just didn't have any facts to support that it wasn't real. Just, you know, a good idea of what CIA propaganda looks like, because we've all seen it a half a dozen times to this effect in our life. Like, it's pretty easy to spot. And so, yeah, we 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 thought about talking about it. We ended up not, because it's, it's hard to disprove something that's completely made up. That's yeah. a thing that conservatives <laughs> and reactionaries always have a real easy time with. Like, and... So yeah, I, I I threw it up, and uh, lo and behold, both our gut instincts and all of our initial research proved that oh, it was fucking made up. Newsweek didn't do shit; they just made up a number and threw it out there. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, we heard fifteen thousand people got arrested. We assume they're going to be murdered. I think it's important that we make make it clear that it's it wasn't Newsweek that made that up. It was Radio Free Europe. And people yeah. need to understand that Radio Free Europe and Radio Free Asia, their actual, literal job is to look at the, like, conditions on the ground in, like, uh, neighboring states, right? And make stuff up based on those conditions. They can be – it doesn't have to be, like – they're not looking at these conditions to say, okay, well, we're going we're gonna to contort this and make it seem believable. They're literally taking what they've observed and then twisting it however they need to to weaponize it and they make stuff up and then just trickle it to dumb dumb you know corporate media well I, I say dumb dumb it's like maybe dumb dumb reporters but the the people who run the corporate media know exactly what they're doing yeah and i wouldn't wasn't uh tucker carlson's dad didn't he work for uh radio for europe or something back in the day oh really yeah i, I so I, and tucker himself helped with the contras yeah no what so yeah whoa like wait, hold on that's like a whole thing like that cia just, to fox news pipeline wait a minute yeah. fuck you're on i want to talk about this uh, that was something like, more facts about it like off the top but like i don't know i did the research like up on it but, yeah something uh, like that and then there's like a bunch of twitter threads that de delve deep into it that i've read up on and all i've just like committed to memory now that he helped with the contras and now i uh, that's all i need to know now mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I guess at the end of the day, the way we should look at it, because I've seen a lot of like shaming 
you know, for people like us online being like pushing back on this, being like, hey, like, let's look into this. Let's like, let's see if this is propaganda. Let's look into the veracity of it, you know? So at the end of the day, I guess I look at it like this and it's like, I don't know Iranian. I don't know any Iranians. I don't know what's going on in the ground there. I'm not there. I just know the history of the U.S. with respect to this country. And the only thing that I can feasibly do. And every other country. (laughs) Right. Is combat like the, you know, manufacturing consent machine, the inventing reality machine that justifies the, you know, U.S. intervention, extended sanctions, et cetera, et cetera. That's just going to make shit worse for the Iranian people. Right. So, Mm -hmm. again, if, you know, solidarity with victims of police brutality, if that's indeed what's going on, and if it is like some kind of like workers led movement. Awesome. Solidarity. The best thing that we can do is push back on disinfo campaigns that would harm, do nothing but harm any kind of, you know, movement, actual people's movement on the ground there. That's all we can do here, right? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, you get that that response from these people like, well, what do you want us to do? Remain silent? Yes. Yes. I want you to (laughs) shut the fuck up. (laughs) You can't do anything. You cannot help. You can only make it worse. Are you an Iranian citizen with like a genuine take on the circumstances in your country? Then yes, I do want to hear from you. Right. Are you like part of a chapter of the two day party that hasn't been overrun by capitalists? Then yes, I'll listen to you. Yeah. My uh, understanding, like regardless of the actuality of what's happening in Iran, in Iran, like U S intervention is not going to help flat out. Like, at the end of the day, it's never helped or benefited a single person overseas. It's never not going to now. Well, yeah. maybe a couple capitalists, right? But... Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'll help their wallets, but yeah. no yeah. actual people, heroin especially dealers. proletarians. Right. And, and do you? <laughs> no think, one will be helped. Like, Only do her. we? Do we think? I mean, obviously we don't. Rhetorical, but like, do we think that like a workers-led revolution, a proletarian revolution, would be stupid enough? reach out to the the king of the bourgeois democracies america for help of course not there's no on, iranian on princi- that i would trust. any principled group would not know <laughs> exactly exactly like the people who'd want to help genuinely want to help will not reach out to the number one destructive force on the earth i mean i could understand wanting to support a revolutionary movement but I just always, when I see one happening, I have to inspect it further to see what they actually are trying to go after and then see who else wants that same thing. And if you're talking mm-hmm. about especially regime change, if you're talking about overthrowing a government, then my first immediate question is, does the U.S. also want that government overthrown? Is that convenient to U.S. business interests? Does that like drop the price of oil for the U.S.? Does that somehow make some strategic land available for the U.S.? Does, does something, is that really in the U.S.'s interest? And if it is, then I just immediately am suspicious. I, there's almost no way that I would support it. I would really, you, I just don't know if you could convince me at that point. What you got, Brandon? I just, I really appreciate that, like, here, if I want something to change, I need to vote for it. But there, uh, we actually have to bomb them. They, they can't just vote <laughs> for whatever they want. <laughs> Damn, yeah. yeah. And it's also like, with all this shit, suddenly something springs up out of the ground and everybody's an expert, right? Like, I think we're all being a little bit, shown a little bit of humility, a little bit uh, pat on the back for ourselves and that we're not getting- That's why we didn't talk about it last week because we're not fucking experts. You know what I mean? But like, I do think we do spend a lot of time on, you know, the position that we're trying to take, which is being anti-US imperialism, right? So, but part of this is, I think we probably do have to, you know, greater or lesser degree, some understanding of the history of the US empire with respect to Iran. 
Iran as a state being labeled an enemy is nothing new. Okay. I mean, it goes back to the 50s and beyond when the Iranian people, you know, mostly through Mossadegh and the Tuda party wanted to nationalize oil and, you know, remove British and American influence and in some ways grow closer to Soviet influence. And you know what? Oh, that sounds like fucking, a really good thing. What happened to them? Yeah. And we fucking <laughs> cooed them in like using the same, essentially the same playbook that we did in Guatemala with the fruit company. You know, it was the Anglo Iranian oil company, right? And CIA goes in, all the manufacturing of consent, all the classic playbook tactics come out and, you know, we have instability, right? We had a strong people's movement. So again, just to say that to Mike's point, anytime a true people's movement comes through that looks to, you know, remove, you know, undue foreign influence in the economy, remove US influence or Anglo influence, whatever it may be, that's not where that's not what we're going to be lining up behind. Supposedly, exactly. Iran, too, was was the country where the CIA felt like they really found their footing on subverting foreign governments and mm -hmm. i think jakarta was the one where they like found the tactic yeah. that they stuck with from then on guatemala and iran set the playbook for jakarta and everything that came mm -hmm. after in many ways yeah that was um uh what wisner and and uh kermit roosevelt right yeah frank wisner yeah um <laughs> i can't take it seriously his name's kermit <laughs> i know <laughs> that's so good like there's even too like when we say things like and and maybe we do fall into the trap too of of relying too heavily on um, facts. <laughs> yeah, that. But also, <laughs> uh, like sort of like some like idioms that we drive home that begin to lose their meaning. You know, they get too satiated, right? Like we talk about people getting like funded by the CIA or funded by the NED, and that just kind of washes over a lot of people that don't really know what we mean. Like anybody who's done any kind of real on the ground organizing here knows that you have to either take time off of work or or go late into the night. You have to buy supplies. You have to you have to sacrifice and sacrifice and sacrifice, right, for your organizing. So if somebody like the CIA is literally paying people on the ground to do that, to like leave their jobs or or buy markers to make signs, you have to like ask yourself like why? Why are they doing that, right? That's what and funding like, means. Well, and also, how are they doing that? Like that can get really shadowy because there we have so much evidence of the CIA and other U.S. intelligence organizations, like through front organizations and through like not even things that are that shadowy. And now, now you can do it like with what PACs or whatever, whatever the mm -hmm. political organization would be. And it makes me suspicious of all the people who seem to make money, who make a living on social media. To, like using a message that is very friendly to the establishment you know mm -hmm. what i mean like just saying like oh actually the u.s is not that bad actually like if you think the u.s is like super racist uh that's because you're a russian propagandist trying to like sow division uh mm -hmm. actually like if you think the u.s is bad and has like an imperialist history that's because you're like uh a chinese bot or something in the 50 cent army it's like <laughs> it makes me wonder like how they're making a living saying that because i don't know i don't it doesn't seem like that's that outlandish of a message it's not like that original that just sounds like a boomer dad from the 50s it's like why are you who's paying you to say that and, and through what foundation are they doing that what you got Nate? yeah i was just gonna say i mean to take it into like i guess a more domestic sense wasn't the dnc paying that brooklyn dad defiant or whatever like the guy that oh, gets on really? shows for the democrats oh yeah i mean uh, on both sides definitely. yeah so i'm saying like if they're gonna do that then of course like the u.s state the imperial apparatus is gonna have people paid to you know 
sow their shit out there, right? I mean, of course. I mean, to quote the greatest Twitch str- streamer ever, Vosh, who hasn't taken money from the feds? <laughs> I struggle with that because when you exist in left spaces, it's it's an inevitability that someone's going to get called a fed. And I'm always just like, guys, just chill out. They're not a fed. But the hard reality is that it it might not be the person you think, but uh, Cointel taught us that there are feds. There are probably a lot of them. And that's like when you say that somebody's like shilling for the Democrats, I am reluctant to believe that they're a fed because the feds were more effective than that. Like the dude who got Fred Hampton killed knew him for years at that point, And he was in deep. Yeah. Yeah. And like most of COINTELPRO was like, getting people to actually act on like individualistic adventurist violence so they could be arrested. I mean, that wasn't the whole project, but that was a lot of it. Yeah. And, um, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I mean, they've done this shit before, so there's no reason to think that they, they're not doing it right now. Yeah. Um, I guess I should have changed my, uh, verb tense. The thing that I really take away from the whole 15,000 people sentenced to death is, is really simple and it's not snarky. It, it's good that you care and you want to do something. You have to pay attention because when it seems too over the top to be real, there's a good chance that it's too over the top to be real. Mm-hmm. And I think the 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 way that this kind the, the kernel of truth in this was that the some branch of the legislature in Iran, you know, the parliament or whatever, they voted for like a non-binding um whatever you call it, uh, um statement to say they that signed a letter they signed a letter saying that these people should be get the the death penalty they should be executed the, um, they, they should receive severe punishments i don't think it actually said death oh penalty. really yeah so it was it oh, was like I don't speak iranians i'm with nick here so i don't know <laughs> yeah. so that like this is about as like baked into the law as like the green new deal is you know um at this mm. point uh it's it's not something that uh you know, I don't think these people have even been convicted yet. They're still being held. So, again, it sounds like after the fact because you just said it, Brian. But that actually was my kind of first reaction to hearing that was like, okay, what did the U.S. media and you know the U.S. intelligence tell them to twist it in such a way that what actually happened that they made it seem like they sentenced fifteen thousand people to death? And my first right. thought was, oh, on paper they said they sentenced them to death, just like uh, what was it like during the uprisings here in twenty twenty when they would arrest a bunch of protesters, they would sentence them to like life in prison for treason or something. It was some, I can't remember what it was, but the um, J20, the J20 protesters. Mm -hmm. And, and don't forget Tom Cotton's uh, fucking op-ed in the New York times saying that like protesters should be like gassed or whatever. I was thinking about that sort of shit the whole time that that like meme was going around. Like we have at least half of the government here that would sign that same letter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that, make that, that own bed first. Usually, what I thought was like, what did they? What was the actual um, sentence that was on paper that they twisted to make it seem like seem like they were going to actually sentence fifteen thousand people to death, who will actually never be put to death? But of course, it's just I don't know. I feel like Nick, I've said it to you before, but it it makes me feel like we're the only normal people because it took me like a couple years of getting into like Marxism, Leninism, and distrusting the U.S. media to even have just what should be probably the common sense reaction. Which is that a whole a, like a normal country? Just anywhere else in the world is not going to sentence fifteen thousand people to death. Like your media is yeah. fucking lying to you. But I don't know. People can just still, I think, be tricked into thinking some outlandish shit. 
if they did that, it would have to be done quietly. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, what, what do you think is the number of people that are in internment camps in the U.S. right now? You think it's less than 15,000? I don't know. Could be more. We, we don't even know. Yeah, there's no way to know. It's Unknowable. Almost definitely more than 15,000. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I mean, the number of unaccompanied children is in the uh, like mid 2000s right now. I have the like a daily update. No, I, I was just going to say, like, this is just like right in line with how the U.S. uses atrocity propaganda. Like, um, we're seeing it now with like, oh, claiming 15,000 people are going to be executed. Um, also, currently, with uh, they're trying to bring back the um, they originally used it with Gaddafi, um, giving the soldiers Viagra and using rape as a, a weapon of war. Um, they're using that with Russian sh- soldiers currently. Yeah. Uh, Saddam human shredder, Kuwaiti soldiers taking babies out of incubators, um, chi- uh, Chinese treatment of je- uh, Uyghurs, um, Chinese organ ar- harvesting. This is just. R- perfectly in line with how the u.s uses atrocity propaganda and so that's like as soon as i heard the numbers i was like i i'm gonna wait there's mm-hmm. no way that this could be accurate or when kim you know, jong-un was killing people with rocket launchers do y'all remember that oh yeah oh yeah. and and, and killing people for not getting his haircut or for getting his haircut you know it's funny you know the 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 responses that i've seen like the the we mentioned like people doubling down on it later or or um doing these half-assed apologies or mea culpas and all that um one of the things going around right now in response to it or to to the the very like normal reaction of i don't think this is real the response to that has been uh to claim that the term atrocity propaganda is brand new and in a sort of a weird, twisted way, it's like people on the left accusing left-wingers of, like, being SJWs, in a sense, for using this new term, atrocity propaganda, that's been around for decades, right? And, and I just, it blows my mind because it's such a good illustration of how sophisticated the propaganda machine is that we are up against. Yeah, I can only imagine it's been around since, like, ever since just propaganda existing but i know like some of the earliest recorded or documented cases like was back in like world war one like canadian um media was saying that german troops were like crucifying canadian prisoners of war like Like the first i think about like the lusitania in the fucking spanish american war i mean yeah remember the main you know like all yeah all that yeah Yeah, it's it's a hearst model right Right. ah shit now i'm i'm drawing a blank but uh what was the ship that got bombed so we entered Vietnam? Oh, in the Gulf, uh, the Gulf of, of Tonkin. Tonkin. Gulf, oh, yeah, you mean Jim Morrison's Tonkin. dad? What? Jim Morrison's dad was the naval commander at, at the, the Tonkin, quote, incident. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what to do with that right now. I'll deal with Dude, this. Sounds like, about that later. <laughs> this sounds like some shit that, like, you know, when, you're, when your brother tells you, like, that uh, Laura Bush's dad was, um, who is it, Alistair Crowley or something. Because they get too high and they read into some like conspiracy theory shit online, like that's what that sounds like. like. But also, there are just sometimes connections that don't matter. Like, you know, yeah. it, it it does happen. It does happen. I don't know if that's one of them, but it does happen. Do we want to keep harping on about Iran, or do we want to? Yeah, no, no. I mean, I feel like the same people who were upset about that, like I said, are the same people who are upset about Twitter drama. Wait, that's a, that's a good, that's a really good transition. But I was going to say uh, something, something, Iran, Middle East, Arab Spring, Twitter. 
Aha, there we go. <laughs> I got I got one more thing about Iran. Um, leaving aside the politics, uh, they kept building the Ford Festiva there until 2005, which I think is a cool move. Uh, you could buy a brand new Ford Festiva in 2005 in Iran. Um, sorry, I just had to bring the cars in there. Yeah, <laughs> there was car? a car. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing, Brian. Would you want to? Like, are they? Why? Like, try it like some weird cars. He might. <laughs> I almost bought a Ford Festiva like a few years ago. Um, they're just they're they're cool little basic economy cars that uh, people can put big big engines in. You could put the engine from a Miata and then put a turbo on it and make like 250 horsepower in something you know the size of a shoebox. So <laughs> that's why I like them. Okay, I mean I can't talk. I drive a Corolla and I fucking love it. It's a little sick. hey, nothing and, wrong with Corolla. The... In the Mikeist People's Republic, everyone will be forced to have a, a Toyota Corolla and a Black Lab. Sorry. <laughs> you know, the good thing about a, a Corolla, it doesn't catch on fire, unlike Teslas. <laughs> There's yeah. the transition. Yeah. There we go. Speaking of things, I thought that was a personal fire. attack on me for a second. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that story. Uh, I mean, so that's that's the take on Twitter, right? It's just it's going down in flames, and Elon is like bragging about it. Like, I think. We've seen several tweets to the effect of him being Nero or the Titanic and bragging that it's like as high up in the air as it's ever been. It's like, yeah, bro, I mean, things are not looking good. And then, of course, then we can talk about him bringing Trump back on, which I did think just happened last night. And uh, oh, I love it. I, I do think Trump will hop on, but I love that his first response was, nah, fuck Twitter. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> he said that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. He said that he's with Truth Social all the way now and that he's not going to come back to Twitter. Ha uh ha. -huh. Like what a fuck Trump, but what a boss move! What a fucking like, just world. watching Trump and Elon Musk like humiliate each other is just oh that ah oh, it's beautiful. It's, My God, that's why he did yeah. it right was to just get some heat because it's like he knows that it's a dying flame, so he's just trying to like get everybody back on there. Like that was the big got Jordan Peterson he, back. That oh, tweet that too, was right? insane. And I don't mean I don't I try not to use that word, but that tweet was wild, man. That was unbelievable. He's tweeting every four minutes. <laughs> no, Jordan Peterson. Is? No. Yes, yeah. it's deranged. Like I Which rarely, like, rarely that's go on Twitter. Compared to Trump. Mm -hmm. No, I I like read. Uh, I I signed back onto Twitter after years just for this mess. And yeah, Jordan Peterson has by far <laughs> been the most interesting because it like it was literally a series of tweets that was every like four or maybe eight minutes, but like, just like of tweets and every one of them was wilder and less coherent than the last. I don't think the dude's problem with Benzos is over. Not if he's speaking <laughs> that way. Yeah. It was just a dumpster fire. And he's also firing everyone. I mean, I think like the infrastructure in terms of, I don't know how to do software or anything like that, but from what it sounds like, it sounds like all of like the, uh, um, security software kind of maintenance and all that kind of shit is crumbling right and then i also saw something about how like you know he's only asking for like the most dedicated people so like these simps who want to you know build twitter 2.0 to stay around and work like 80 hours a week just to keep this dumpster fire floating or whatever so like or there's apparently a handful of people that are gonna stick it out for daddy elon right then the other thing is he sent some kind of email to European, um, and this was a post I just saw on Instagram a little while ago, and I can't remember the page it was on. I like to give them credit if I remembered, but so he sent a uh, he sent 
an email to like all the European employees, like firing a shit ton of them, right? But what he failed to understand, according to this post, was that you know what, you know, we have a lot of criticisms rightly about Europe and shit like that when it comes to imperialism. They have managed to get, I think, a, a lot, they do a lot better on labor, the European Union does, than we do, at least for, you know, the people that live there. And you can't just do that. These people, like, work, they have contracts, and there's much more, you know, it's not just, like, what is it, like, at-will employment like it is here. You know what I mean? So he literally can't do this, and they're going to probably come back with him with, like, legal charges and shit, like, on a collective basis, which is fucking dope. So it just, mm -hmm. it seems like, and again, it's probably a little bit biased, but I just think it's reality because that's what we're seeing. It just seems like all sides, it's it's crumbling, and we're just waiting to see it. And that's fucking great because Twitter sucks, and people should just go outside mm -hmm. and get off Twitter. So I don't... It, it could have be true in Europe as well, but some I had heard that that was the case in California that they had specific rules regarding like layoffs under circumstances like this. But even if that's not true, it was he fired something like half the company when he got it, and he issued an ultimatum last week that you could either accept three months severance pay and leave, or you could stay on board to help build his Twitter 2.0 or whatever fucking dumpster fire he's he's building. Hardcore. And, and your uh, benefits in that case are that you get your normal pay, but you're going to be working over 80 hours a week. Uh, so 75% of uh, th this was a projected number. 75% of the people left took the buyout <laughs> and left, Hell which yeah. puts, which puts the company at a total loss of around 88% of its employees. And it's th the funniest part that was reading the stories about people who were fired and then he had to beg them to come back because they were so <laughs> fucking vital. Like supposedly one of the dudes who like is in charge with like the security of the building itself mm -hmm. and like the key card readers got fired and they all locked themselves out of the building and had to fucking beg him to come back. Oh, is so that what like, happened with that? <laughs> that's what I read. I'm taking all of this with a grain of salt for the time being, but... It's couple, so yeah, fucking a couple quick hits. Like Brian, I know you had something, but I just want to say there were a couple quick hits on that. Like it was the security in the building. He had to call back people who had to like figure out the two-factor authentication. Like people, if you logged out, you could not log back into Twitter. Um, and I think right now, even you can post entire movies to Twitter because mm -hmm. the <laughs> the bot that would take down the copyright notices doesn't work anymore. But uh, those are the ones I remember off the top of my head. But yeah, what was Brian? that like? Two Gary authentication was like the meme going around. It's like some just some dude named Gary. Oh, just yeah, like one dude named Gary just like <laughs> messaging people back. <laughs> Go like sending a screenshot is like which one of these is a duck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, how will they learn it. otherwise? The thing I heard was that um he fired the people that were responsible for like regulatory um compliance in Europe. So like um like their like business practices and like data storage and stuff like that, they just don't have anyone doing that right now. So like the European Regulatory Commission is gonna be like on their ass to like, you know, with fines and, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it it's a it's a real dumpster fire. I don't know like about the labor law stuff exactly. I saw some conservative asshole tweet like now that eighty eight percent of Twitter's gone, we now we've cut away all the fat and we know like what it really takes to run a business <laughs> to, to run it run it where <laughs> into the ground yeah <laughs> but since since we're a leftist podcast like just from a labor perspective like this is the shit that we've fought 150 years to not do he's mm -hmm. demanding 80 something hour work weeks firing everybody willy-nilly 
not to mention just the fact that like, let's say you are a, a genius fucking coder and are willing to work 84 hours a week. You think the quality of your work Sunday night would be the same as your quality of work after on a Monday morning or Tuesday after a weekend of rest? Rest is yeah. a real goddamn fucking thing. Fatigue mm -hmm. is mental and physical. So like, even if he has his last like 37 people there coding, like that, nothing's going to be right ever fucking again. I mean, what he's doing is like a cartoonish level of evil billionaire behavior, right? Like the, mm -hmm. it's like the, what is it? The Roger Rabbit fucking level of come in and just destroy everything for profit. It's like, it's weird that it's like so on one hand it's so nakedly evil and, and predatory and on the other hand failing so badly that it gives us so much material to laugh at and it's so satisfying in that way because it seems so nakedly to be crashing and burning but at the same time he's still going on the same course and so what i wanted to ask you guys was like what do you think of the idea that musk is is just like a fucking plant for the government to kill twitter yeah because controlled demolition I really feel like that may be the case. And like, like, I don't want to, it's, it sucks. Like I don't want to lend credence to the liberals who are freaking out about the death of Twitter as if it was the most important communication platform in the history of humanity. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like when they fucking hated it a month ago, like they hated how much time they spent on it. They considered it like a fucking time suck and like a, a drain on their life. Like not that Hell long sight. ago. Yeah. Yeah. But well, I, I what's, mean, what's that saying? Like, you know, don't, attribute malice to what can be explained by stupidity or something like it's yeah, possible I mean, that musk is just, just this dumb you know i don't i, I disagree like to, with that I idiom like that, i disagree but... with that entire that aphorism if you will i disagree with that entirely. yeah i think yeah. that is running cover i think that's a smoke screen <laughs> for malice i think malice put that out in the universe so that stupidity would cover its ass <laughs> i mean in general no it's actually probably good but i think in this kind of case when this person is already funded entirely by the government when this guy is already the richest person in the world because of u.s government funds because he fucking sells carbon credits because he gets government contracts for weapons defense projects because he supplies their fucking starlink fucking weapons whatever everywhere like the shit that the right wingers are freaking out about and democrats tend to ignore and makes us look crazy because we think they're actually problems because they're material things that are actually happening um you know all that shit that makes elon the fraud that he is i don't think it's really that outlandish that he is just at the government's beck and call and that's why he has this kind of ghost wealth all the time built on fucking nothing even though everyone knows he's a fraudster and his dedicated following are a bunch of like fictitious people online that you can never pinpoint and if they do exist in real life they're a bunch of fucking white dorks who obviously spend too much time online and are mm -hmm. bought in by the fucking online bots like mm -hmm. it's not fucking real it's very obviously not real but everybody's got their hands up let me start with ward and then go around <laughs> yeah no i absolutely yeah i hate that phrase as well like especially like it, it just makes me immediately think of like oh like the bumbling empire like legacy fascist rhetoric yeah exactly mm -hmm. it makes me think of that it's like no, no no it's very purposeful and especially mike like you're talking in terms of elon musk like this wouldn't be the first time him being associated with the cia in any business venture like when he was starting up SpaceX, wasn't the dude that like got him the NASA like yep. NASA contract worked for the CIA and helped him try to buy ICBMs from Russia just to have rockets for SpaceX? Like, so this wouldn't be the first time. Mm -hmm. And like, how is he getting away with supplying Starlink without being labeled a defense contractor? Mm. 
Yeah, Mint Press had a good article on that. Just to, we should we should link that if we can on this episode. Yes. Mike. Yeah, I would be interested in that. Yep. Um. So, so I I will say like we we talk a lot about Elon Musk on Cars and Comrades. So we have a lot of information to draw from, and I I see where uh uh Bryant's statement can be read. And like uh, as bad in terms of like empires and stuff, if we're working on cars or something simple, it tends to be a lot more true. But uh, I don't know where to go with this with Elon Musk, because I will cite two specific instances of things Elon Musk has done that will support either conclusion. Uh, Musk's uh, Tesla factories are just constantly rife with OSHA violations, uh, some of which include things like he removed the backup uh, like a uh, noise from fork trucks and the flashing lights because he just didn't like the way they looked and sounded. So it is entirely possible that he is just wa- wash like flushing forty four billion dollars down the toilet because he's really fucking stupid. Uh, he also has gone a- out and said after the fact, so maybe it was covering his own ass that uh the tunnels that he was building like uh. God, now I'm drawing a blank. Brian, I tell Hyperloop. The, yeah, yeah. Uh, he has he has openly stated that Hyperloop was basically an excuse to divert money away from public transit so that it would like he it would maintain more of a car centric uh, infrastructure. So he is both incredibly stupid and cunning and malicious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's important too that we we keep ourselves grounded as like material Marxists, right? Like we talk about how he's got all this ghost money all billionaires have ghost money from the government right all of their in like all of their industry is subsidized by the state that's that's why anarcho capitalism can never work because it all has to be subsidized by the government but i don't think that that's an argument to say like just because he's like all the rest of the billionaires i don't think that's an argument to say that he's also not at the government beck and call right like he could be like some sort of plant like there could be the controlled de- uh, demolition and i obviously cannot say one way or the other i could, could also just be uniquely mo- megalomaniacal well i mean that and and you're right and that might be why he is perfectly suited to be an agent i mean if i didn't make it clear earlier like i am 100 percent in on him being a government op like if he didn't start out that way you know obviously i don't think anybody like is you're not just like born into it obviously they got to get you at some point so when he started to be some kind of upcoming uh rich son of a fucking uh apartheid billionaire emerald mine or whatever they got to him and they started funding his projects and it may not he may not even realize it he could actually be that dumb that he doesn't realize he's an op he could just be thinking yeah i'm just that great that the government really loves giving me these contracts and i just love doing stuff for them too like (laughs) you know the fucking the mafia has goons too i mean (laughs) you're looking for the term useful idiot yeah so i mean I'm 100% on that being the case. Like he is put in the places that he's put in, uh, not of his own volition that he that he realizes, not because he's just so witty and, and charming and amazing, but because it's useful to the fucking establishment, and that has a lot of tentacles. And I think didn't I'm he sort like, of like the, decide... oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, he's just like the Howard Hughes of our time, which like I was and if, and make that connection. Yeah, and I mean, if that's outlandish too, then I'm I'm 100% on Howard Hughes being co-opted in the same way. So if like anybody wants to come at me for that too, that's fine. But like, we covered Project like, Azorian. You agree with me? Like, yeah. So Sorry, like, Nat, didn't what, didn't he just? I mean, there was the 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 recent Twitter purchase. I thought because I haven't been keeping up with it, so please somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I thought that just came out of fucking nowhere. I thought that it like wasn't going to happen, and then suddenly it did. No, that's not correct. 
That's not no, correct. It did because okay. he like signs it. It had to because he signed some documents and committed to it, and then they held him to it. And yeah, then he had to like take a bunch of like loans from Saudi Arabia or whatever. Um, oh yeah, no he had way! To, like, borrow against Tesla stock as well, I believe. Like yeah. something about this fucked up Tesla stock. But yeah, he was actually forced to buy it because he committed to it. Like it seems that he committed, realized he fucked up. Kind of like how when you get really high and you start buying shit online, and then the next day you're like, "Fuck, I don't have any money." Um, uh, he pulled that, but on a multi like dozens of billions of dollars scale. So he he started coming up with all of these excuses, like, "Oh, actually, they said it was like two percent bots, but it's really a hundred and thirteen percent bots, mm-hmm. and I don't want that. I never agreed to that." Um, and so they had to take him to court in, I believe it was Delaware and the court well, like, uh, from what I have heard to this specific type of like, like contract violation, Delaware is not very friendly and they ruled against him. Now, if I, I could have those details completely wrong. Like I mix things up a lot, but in general, yeah, the, the court ruled that he had to go through with the purchase because his reasons for not doing so were stupid. Mm. I guess I just didn't see it for a while. I guess it just fell off my radar. I was under the impression that it just came out of nowhere, but obviously I'm wrong. You know, because we hate on hope. I guess the frustrating thing uh, to me about this is, regardless of how this shakes out, I don't see a lot of opportunity to actually like. Well, I, I guess I don't see people changing their views on him. Like you know, we know where what we know. We have the correct position on Elon Musk and his role in the government and things like that. But like the people that like simp for him, that back him up, that think he is some fucking genius. You know, the genius of our time. Like one of these great inventors. Like there, there's people out here that think this kind of shit, and I don't think that this is going to change their mind at all. Right? Which is very frustrating in some ways because this is a good example of one you know the the limits of like individualism and two an exposure as you guys have been talking about all along of the true linkage between the capitalists and the capitalist state right but you know in my line of work i sometimes encounter like these you know small business tyrants we'll call them you know what i mean Mm -hmm. working on different projects and shit like that and like I literally hear these people like they're they're we're talking about like some kind of like marketing campaign or whatever it is that I hate that fucking term, but they're like, oh, that's like some Elon Musk shit. I'm like, well, you know what, guys, we might not want to be doing that right now. Have you been paying attention at all? <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then like the same person sees like some kind of a it was like a Tesla four wheeler. I was like, oh, don't buy that for your kid. It might blow up. And they and they look at me like I've got four fucking heads. It's like, are you guys <laughs> like? But like my point is like the people that are invested in Elon Musk and what he stands for, they're gonna be with him no matter what. Just annoying. That's just mm-hmm. more of a rant, not a point. <laughs> I think you're right. And I think yeah, it's because it subliminally point. represents like their um, unexplored ideology. Yeah, he's he's you know he's, he's that, got uh, the embar- he's, he's he, you know he's the guide he's that guiding light for the temporarily embarrassed billionaire that everybody mm-hmm. thinks that they are. Yeah, there's they, they do be could be worth. Sorry, I just want to say there's never going to be a point at which enough of his projects fail that everybody acknowledges that he was uh, a fraud to begin with. There's going to be like some kind of way that his defenders can stand him still. And they will, and yeah. that's kind of how everything is. And that, that that's just so weird and like boring about everything now is like everything's just like a slow collapse that never really gets acknowledged on like any kind of wider scale. I'm always talking about like the sacrifice zones and how the collapse that everybody's prepping for is never going to happen. It's it's just going to be like your neighborhood maybe becomes like the next sacrifice zone, but mm-hmm. everybody else is still going and like having coffee and going to work. But sorry, Brandon, what'd you have? Oh, I I was just going to say that the, the 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 reason that he never really loses people is 
all of his successes are attributed to his genius and all of his failures are attributed to outside interference. And mm -hmm. no one pays attention at all to the fact that all of his successes were purchased from someone else. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the the whole idea of of Musk is like of of him continuing to be you know beatified basically. I think that stands the test of history. I mean, look at Edison, right? He had many more patent failures than successes, and yet he's consistently held up and sanctified. He murdered that elephant. He did. He did murder that elephant. With, I hate him. To prove oh, that, that his no rivals, joke, uh, <laughs> was, direct current was more dangerous than alternating current or the opposite. I should know this. I'm an yeah, engineer. Yeah, the opposite. Well, did you not watch um, The Prestige? Come on, bro. But I did watch that Bob's Burgers episode. I was about to say, uh, that's, uh, a, that's, the, that's the best like depiction of that. That That's my favorite one. <laughs> it's very good. And Tesla, like Nikola Tesla, mm -hmm. the, you know, not capitalist dude. The good Tesla. Yeah, the good Tesla kind of fades into history when he was actually very brilliant and I think had some pretty decent politics from what I know about him. So, yeah, pigeon I guy. know. <laughs> What's that? He fell in love with a pigeon. Oh, I, I think he had some problems too. But... <laughs> I mean, maybe. <laughs> I mean, don't we all? Yeah. That's <laughs> all right. I would also, just for the record, say that there is supposedly a lot of stuff about Tesla made up to discredit him for some reason. Yeah. I, no, no. If somebody tells me that somebody fell in love with a pigeon, my liberal brain tells me that must be true. <laughs> I, I know I'm that I'm modern liberals over here. <laughs> modern liberals. <laughs> I wanted to, uh, in the way of trying to fill up the last 20 minutes that we got, I wanted to see if you guys wanted to make any predictions uh, getting back to like the Twitter drama itself because... Regardless of whether Elon is an op or not, and whether the Twitter demolition is controlled or not, it's still demolishing, right? Like, it's going down. And, I don't know, I mean, does anybody want to kind of give any time frames as to when they think Twitter will, like, it's not going to stop existing, right? Like, it's not just going to shut it's, its doors. It's the new Tumblr. Yeah, it'll just be the new, yeah, the MySpace Tumblr is probably more relevant. Thank you, Brandon. But, um, and then also, do you think, like, Trump is going to do anything? But I guess you already said he's, like, dedicated to Truth Social. Like, do you think he goes back on that anyway like yeah i give him I mean, a week probably just like <laughs> uses twitter to advertise it he that's what he's doing right like he's getting everybody over to the backups just like i'm doing with the meme page he's like no no no, i'm not doing the twitter thing you're not tricking me again like i could, <laughs> I could be banned like come over to this one like i don't know i don't have anything that's gonna happen like than... anything that you want to like put into like audio that you'd be willing to stand by i don't know i feel like it could go anyway like i, think I know we should also, just a series... to... sorry i just think let me just put this out there i think we should make a series of videos that we can change, we can move the goalposts on, like those ones mm -hmm. that they do about, you know, the CPC falling, you know, mm -hmm. 10 more days. It's Six all days. over. Oh, you know, we can, Twitter we can do that for Twitter. So we could just yeah, keep start milking that. Going. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. It's very Sorry. good. That's a very Go ahead, good Matt. idea. Oh, I was just going to say, I um, I don't think the, the masses are going to want to learn what servers are. So Mastodon is <laughs> not going to be Twitter's savior or Twitter's uh, refuge. Apparently, it's already having a lot of problems just from people trying. I tried. Yeah, ben Norton's already getting like uh, censored by uh, server admins. Mm -hmm. You want to talk small Shady. business tyrants? It's basically the same thing. Uh, do do we want to uh, hand out some "I told you so"s to the liberals who thought that if we voted hard enough, we could save uh, Roe v. Wade and all that? 
Oh man, that'd be a oh, great thing to just end that. each episode with "I told you so's." <laughs> Dude, <laughs> that reminds me. Actually, <laughs> we should have. Uh, I wanted to bring some like comments that would make us all angry. That's always oh, like no. just some cheap heat. Like that is one of the most easy things to do for uh, like content. But sorry, mm-hmm. we didn't have Brandon. But yeah, that's. I'm glad you mentioned that because that was a whole other topic that I wanted to bring up before we leave. But go ahead, Brandon. What'd you have? Oh, just uh, you know, uh, other Brandon uh, has come out and said that even with. A democratic majority in every conceivable way, uh, they are still not going to be able. I don't remember if they're not going to, or just, or if they feel like they can't, or what. But uh, womp womp. yeah, uh, like for all the options they have, just none of them would be, you know. Uh, if only we like, won. The, if only they won the house, you know. Yeah, they just don't feel like it. Yeah. <laughs> You're tired. Listen, fatigue's real. Yeah, we've been doing this. We've been doing nothing for two years. I mean, it's this is serious stuff. Yeah, they just don't feel like it right now. Maybe if you we vote really hard in two years, maybe that. Yeah. What really happened was like we we voted hard, but we did not vote hard enough. And you get us you get us seventy senators without us doing anything. Sorry, Mike, go ahead. But then we'll do. No, it. I was just gonna ask: Does anybody have any actual numbers? Because to pick up sort of where we left off last week, like I, I said last week, I had no actual numbers. There were still some seats that were being counted or whatever, and. uh I was just going off of vibes that generally there was not a red wave. Like what is it that Republicans won big in Florida and they won a seat in New York or something like they won big in a couple spots and that was it. And so basically Democrats have no excuse to not do everything that they promised that they said they were going to like codify Roe versus Wade, legalize marijuana, forgive student debt. Uh, did they even mention anything on healthcare? Were they even trying for that one? Probably not. Right. Like that's no, just I, off the table. I think that's just going on there. Yeah. That's a non-issue, not in this country. But yeah, so that was what we were saying last week was that, you know, the Dems won big and we can imagine that everyone is going to see some material improvements in their lives and they're going to get all that stuff that they were promised, right? And it was not even a day later. Was it the next day, Nick? Like, he was like, no, we can't quite our versus Wade. We just can't do it. Sorry, bro. (laughs) Sorry, bro. It just doesn't look like the votes are there for us because I think they did lose the House. Right. So they kept the Senate and they might gain a seat. I think if uh, I think if Warnock wins that mm-hmm. runoff with Walker, I think they'll keep the Senate. Obviously, that is that still not final. Wait, did, did they lose the House? Yeah. Yeah. The Republicans yeah. have the have this like a slim majority in the House, I believe. And the Senate. No, the, the Dems have the Senate. Uh, I'm. I just googled it, and it's uh, 48 Dems, 49 uh, Republicans, two Independents, and one Undetermined. Well, Bernie's one of the Independents. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Womp. Uh, yeah, and and we still don't know about Herschel Walker in Georgia. Don't <laughs> forget that, I that, really that um, Kamala Harris is like one thing that she can do is be any be a tiebreaker vote in the Senate. Yeah. And so, in, and in any case, like, it doesn't fucking matter. One thing she can't do is speak coherently it. anymore. <laughs> I truly believe COVID fried her brain. Nick, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go off the interruption, but no, I truly I was... believe COVID fried her brain. Anyway, go on. No, I was just going to say, none of this, it's all fucking moot because they're not going to do a goddamn thing anyway mm-hmm. that we would that we would like. So Absolutely right. Matter. And there's no reason we should believe that they would. Yeah. But one day later, to Mike's point, Biden put out a tweet or, and there was like an article associated with it or whatever. And it was just like, I don't think that there's going to be enough there for us so again there's nothing that i can do on the executive level you know despite you know slinging out 
business, you know, executive orders that were favorable to businesses and, you know, oil and gas exploration and shit like that. Nothing we can do, you know, for social issues, helping working class people, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. I just want to emphasize how much the right will be foaming at the mouth the entire next two years while Biden is doing nothing materially that we wanted him to do. And they will be pissing and moaning about things that he is doing and they will be like minor shit here and there, like some kind of regulatory tax or like this like minor, um, what do you call it? Like, you know, the kind of stuff that Dems actually do get done. And it's it's usually so marginal, but the right will spin it as they do. Like think about like we were talking about Iran earlier. They will spin it to make it seem like Biden is bringing fucking Marxism, Leninism, Maoism to America mm -hmm. right now. Like he's hanging dogs in the street and boiling babies. Like they will make it seem so mm -hmm. fucking horrific. And we were we're gonna have to fucking deal with that bullshit. I don't know. It's just it's really dismal, man. It really it really pisses me off. <laughs> Sorry, what, yeah. Ward, what did you just post in the chat? Oh, is this fucking uh, clip of uh, Kamala, uh, Kamala Harris where she's like, she like brought like uh, illustrations or something, and she's just like so fucking loopy talking, and oh, it's like no. captioned. She's on the most divine pharmaceutical pharmaceutical cocktail yes. known to man. Is she doing that laugh? That fucking yeah. crazy laugh. That's actually what I was thinking of while I was going off my little fucking Doomer rant there. Like, I was thinking of how jealous I am of Kamala, like, and whatever she is on because she just seems like she's gliding, man. Like, she's just sailing through it. I'm like, damn. Like, that must they don't be talk nice. about her a lot, do they? It's like they're Ugh. trying to, like, kind of hide that away a little bit, isn't it? In well, my like head, as soon as she came out hard pro slavery, uh, the rest was just gone. What? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I missed but, that one. That was my uh, fault. But, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Uh, prior to the election, but like while they were still campaigning, uh, Kamala, when she was whatever she was in California, had openly said, prosecutor had openly said that uh, they could like a, a lot of people were supposed to be released from prisons because of overcrowding and like so nonviolent offenders and such. And she said that they can't release those people because they need the labor. Mm hmm. Yeah, that and she refused to like saying even... we can't let people free because we need their free labor to me is coming out hard as pro slavery. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. I mean, literally, that's what it is. That's not an exaggeration. Mm -hmm. I was using more dramatic terms than necessary, but in the most literal terms, yes, she came out hard pro slavery. If they're going to be a maximalist, we need to be maximalist. Yeah. Yeah, so basically I haven't paid attention to her since then because I, I could not hate another person as much. Like, if if the election next, if the next election was Kamala Harris and Donald Trump, I would struggle. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. I, I would, no, no, I wouldn't. I would just go hard mic on this and just be like, oh, uh, yeah, voting is bullshit. Fuck yeah. this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is just, go ahead, Matt. How hard is it to get Chinese you... citizenship? Yeah, yeah, that's what I, we, we should just Harder go than Chinese anything. citizenship. <laughs> Nick, you go on. I don't really have anything to add. No, I was just going to say, it is just so exhausting. And Mike, you were getting at this because it's like, they're going to say all this shit and it's always the same with us. It's like where our task is so, so difficult when it comes to talking about people. Cause it's like, yeah, we, we fucking hate the Dems too. We fucking do trust us on that, you know? But like, I have to sit here and also explain to you why the conclusion you're coming to has like some really really bad shit associated with it you know what i mean like we have to talk about you know global capitalism anti-semitism <laughs> all this kind of shit you know and it's just so fucking tiring and i just i don't look forward to it 
Yeah, you know, you brought up anti-Semitism. I wanted to clarify real quickly. Earlier, I said Marxism, Leninism, Maoism, that they were going to make uh, Biden seem like a baby boiler. And that's that's definitely just Maoist. Those are like <laughs> like this with the weird uh, offshoot Maoist. Marxism, Leninism, Maoism is actually pretty based and that. That's fine. But I was just like literally stalling for time while I was trying to find words. <laughs> but um, since you mentioned the anti-Semitism thing, just real quick, since we have a few minutes, I noticed there's a weird thing among supposed again quote-unquote leftists tend to be like sort of of the pat sock variety and they're the same ones who are like defending kanye and then kyrie irving for doing some anti-semitic shit and i guess just to clarify uh what i think is another reasonable stance again being the only normal people in the world here (laughs) um i feel like you can definitely say it's hypocritical for people to be criticizing kanye and kyrie irving for sharing youtube videos or whatever bullshit they're saying online and doing not a whole lot materially to advance the cause of anti-Semitism or whatever, other than like literally convincing other stupid people that it's, that it's cool. And then also arming and funding Ukrainian Nazis and everything. Uh, we say that that's bad too. Like we say, that's definitely hypocritical, but it gets into a weird territory when you start defending Kanye and Kyrie. And you say that like these people should be allowed to just share this shit. It's like, no, actually like that shit is still anti-Semitic propaganda. And it's really fucking weird for you to defend them sharing it. Like, it's it you're not like the actual anti-zionist um when you're like say defending these guys uh it's like there's anti-zionism which is like criticizing the state of israel criticizing colonialism criticizing apartheid and everything criticizing what the u.s has done what they set up with the fucking balfour declaration with england and everything like you can definitely criticize all that shit but then when you start getting into this weird territory and you start talking about the jewish people and all the fucking like protocols of zion propaganda and the weird shit they're getting into, then you're in, you're in the wrong. And I don't know. I just we again, it's just this the familiar pattern. Like you can see, it. it's like these chauvinist quote unquote leftists who never really fucking show up for things, and they're just like these. They really only tout off to like defend Dave Chappelle when he says something transphobic, or defend whatever fucking free speech cause that they care so much about. That just ha- so happens to align with the right and the reactionaries. And it's like we all see what's going on here. Like this is very transparent shit, and. That, that's just kind of what I'm finding with these people overall is they rely on this fictitious third party to judge them based on what they're saying as if their intent is not clear. And I have a solution. Just, Hear me out. Yeah. We bring back and slightly reform in America the Shining Path. No, no, those are the bad ones I was talking about earlier. Those are the I said reform. <laughs> I said reform. No, no, we don't believe in reforms here. <laughs> well, I'm not going to boil babies either. All right, some babies. That's that's going to compromise some babies. Only the fascist ones. You're going to lightly steam some toddlers. (laughs) (laughs) Fascist dumplings. Flambe infants. You know, not to go on too much of a track uh, or a um, tangent, but I really don't know a whole lot about the Gonzaloites. I don't know about the boiling babies thing. That sounds like atrocity propaganda to bring it back. But I also don't know anything about their that's philosophy. Bullshit too, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know anything about their philosophy or anything like that. I don't know. I don't know anything about Peru. To be honest. They were genuinely problematic from from like even some of the more generous accounts I've read. There was a lot of like homophobia and just mm. word. I just don't know. I, if uh, I'm wrong, Word's got a hot take hand up. I don't uh, know. No, no, I like I got resources to it in the Discord. I can pull up, and so like I'm just trying to go off of the top of what I can remember. Um, so the babies weren't boiled in water to oh, be no. killed oh, but is, it's not a good, not a good start, start to a thought <laughs> boiling water was used to kill 
innocent women and children, including infants, by the Shining Path. Mm. So, like, saying they were boiled is, like, kind of... Yeah, it it wasn't some Bugs Bunny in a pot shit with a carrot. Yeah, yeah, to put it lightly, like, it's the whole, like, peeing in the pool and peeing into the pool difference. (laughs) That's a damn fine analogy. I don't know if I get that analogy, but there is no difference. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, deep. That's, that's the point. Well, is the difference is, no is difference. I don't have to swim and pee. Oh, yeah. <sighs> All right. Well, we're at an hour, you guys. You think that's a good enough place to wrap it up on? That is an excellent place to leave well, it. As, yeah, as hard as I just derailed that, I think that this is done. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, you know what? It was entertaining as always. I feel like it was a good one. Thank you all. We'll do it again next week. Thanks, yeah. everybody. Right, yes. Take care. See you. Bye. Right, have a good night. <laughs>